Why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own, or worse, using one of those $99 plus state fee sites? First, you actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. Second, unless you know what questions to ask, how do you know if the entity you choose will actually do everything you think it should, like protect your assets and significantly reduce your taxes? For over 20 years, Sage International Incorporated has helped thousands of business owners put a proper foundation under their dream. If you want to get started in the right business track, schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779 or visit sageintl.com. Now, Nevada Real Estate Radio. You'll never go wrong when you get your advice from real estate professionals that you know, like, and trust. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Nevada Real Estate Radio. Peter Padilla here with you. I've got a guest and more in the studio. We are talking today about real estate or northern Nevada and a look at what happens all across the country. But we're also talking about my favorite pastime, which is beekeeping, and it's beekeeping season. The Nevada State Beekeepers Conference is coming up in less than 90 days. With us in the studio today, I have Debbie Gilmore from the Mason Valley Beekeepers. Welcome to our show, Debbie. Thanks, Peter. It's good to be here. Hey, it's good to have you here. Also with us in the studio, we have two guests that came up to see us from Dayton, Nevada. First of all, we have Gary Evans. Hi, Gary. How are you doing? Doing great. You've been a beekeeper for a while. For six years now. I do it with my family, so I'm the grunt labor and the children are in charge. The drone, now let's face it, you're just like me. <laughs> and your children, yes, I know you got children that are involved because Aspen is here with us. Aspen Evans, welcome to our show. Hi, thanks for having me. Glad you're here. And Aspen, tell our listeners uh, a little bit about yourself. How old are you? What you do? Uh, I'm 15 years old. I'm a student at BYU Independent Study in Dayton High School, and I've been keeping bees for almost six years now. Yeah, it's always fun to see you at the beekeeping meetings because I love seeing people from all different age groups. Also with us uh, in the studio via telephone today is the publisher of Edible Reno Tahoe Magazine. Amanda Burton is with us. Hi, Amanda. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. I'm glad you're with us. I know that uh, you know we want to have as many people in our studio, but with all the things that are going on nowadays, how busy we are, thank goodness we can connect via telephone. Amanda, I love your magazine, and you've done such great work for the Nevada State Beekeepers Conferences in the past. Let our listeners know a little bit about the magazine if they haven't had a chance to enjoy it. Oh, thank you. Yes, so Edible Reno Tahoe is all about the local food and drink movement here in the Reno Tahoe area. We cover farming, ranching, food artisans, restaurateurs, cooking, drinks, so brewers and distillers and uh, kombucha and anything you can think of related to food and drink. Yeah, and uh, you did a wonderful, wonderful uh, edition in the spring of this year, spring of 2020, and it was uh, all about beekeeping. It had local bee culture, honey tasting, you even talked about spring lamb. My goodness, it was just a treat to see that publication. What was your response from the, your readers when they saw that? Oh, huge response. You know, I, I, when I first planned that issue, I thought, oh, there might be maybe three or four stories on bees, you know, a couple of beekeepers. Uh -huh. how, how else can we cover this? Uh, we, we made almost the entire issue on beekeeping and bees and honey. There are so many stories to tell. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a fantastic world that we are involved with. I love the fact that you talked about some of the beekeeping industry and the beekeeping people of northern Nevada. It was a real treat for me when I went into the magazine and I saw some of the companies that we were featuring. One of the companies was a company called... Hall's Honey. Now, I know Hall's Honey really well. That story was called Honey Hunter, and it was a flight of local varieties. Amanda, did you taste those honeys yourself? <laughs> I have to confess that I didn't try them all, but I do know Hall's Honey very well. In fact, it's up for a Good Food Award this year, which is a huge honor. They've, they've won it once before, and they're a finalist. I'm sure Debbie can talk more about that if we have time, but it's delicious, honey. It's so good. 
Yeah, Debbie, I'm I'm so impressed with your honey. <laughs> I, you know, Amanda, I use Debbie's honey kind of like as the standard. I measure all other honeys against Hall's honey because that honey is uh, well, it's experienced. It's not like new honey that no one's ever tried. Debbie, tell our yeah. listeners how long you've been in that world. Well, my great-grandfather started Hall's Honey, actually, in 1918. He moved into Mason Valley, and he was a beekeeper. And um, the family sold the business, and my husband and I resurrected it about 14 years ago. Mm. Hall's Honey, it's a really amazing place to visit, Debbie. Uh, our, our listeners need to know that when you're involved with the Mason Valley Beekeepers, because Debbie, you and Andy are are the principals at the Mason Valley Beekeepers. You put on a lot of really great events where people can actually go and, I don't want to say get their hands dirty, but, <laughs> but they, they can, can get their hands <laughs> sweet, right? <laughs> because Sticky. you've got a great processing facility at Hall's Honey. Um, I was there last year, and how many, how many pounds of honey do you think you go through in a year when you're doing all your work there? Not only for your own company, but for the people that come out and spin their own. So at the end of our beekeeping year this year, um, we had asked people how much honey they had extracted. So I know ab about how many pounds our club extracted this mm -hmm. year, and it was right around 10,000 pounds. <laughs> and that's just the pounds that were counted. That's not the ones who did not submit their numbers. So, yeah, um, yeah we yeah. extract a lot of honey. 10,000 pounds is a lot of honey. You can make a lot of boxes with that. Oh, you could. Oh. A lot of mead. Yeah, a lot of mead, too. <laughs> I'm talking with Debbie Gilmore from the Mason Valley Beekeepers and also the head honchess at the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. And online, we have Amanda Burton. Amanda is the publisher of Edible Reno Tahoe Magazine. Amanda, are you finding that people are cooking more with honey? Uh, ask questions about using honey in recipes and things of that type? Yes, I think so, and also for health. You know, people are interested in trying to help their allergies with honey, um, and, you know, I'll say I do love cocktails, and just last night I made myself a bee's knees, which is a wonderful, very simple cocktail to make that is a honey wash, it's a honey syrup, mm -hmm. and uh, lemon juice and gin, and I love the gin from Frey Ranch here in Nevada, so... Um, it's just those three ingredients uh, shooken up, and I had I had uh, had one of those last night. So yes, in cocktails, in food, everything. It's probably one of the healthiest cocktails you could make. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Tell us about the magazine, Amanda. How long again have you been publishing Edible Reno Tahoe? We've been publishing for 11 years now. We publish um, about 20,000 copies every issue, and we have about uh, well six, six issues per year now. We have uh, four issues that are very seasonal, so spring, summer, fall, winter, and then we have a special drinks edition, which is our January, February issue, mm -hmm. and then our uh, cooks edition to get people back into the kitchen and uh, you know incorporate new recipes and get inspired by people in our community who, who cook. So, um, that's and we distribute about 350 at 350 locations in about 13 counties. Mm -hmm. So we're all over the region, and it's just a lot of fun. It's just not really good for the waistline because I eat way too much. Oh, and drink. you know, if you were a beekeeper, uh, you'd stay busy enough that uh, you wouldn't have to worry about that too much. There's a lot of running around. You got to chase those bees, get the boxes up. It's Debbie, a lot of work. Work, a is. lot of work. But oh, we just love the work that you do. Amanda at Edible Reno Tahoe. You know, the world of beekeeping for me is all about making people happy. And then I get happy when I do that as well. When you're in the world of food, Amanda, uh, it's an automatic. I mean, that really, when you're talking about food to somebody, almost everybody's going to smile. And I learn a lot from reading Edible Reno Tahoe magazine. Are you going to be doing any special food type features in the coming months, Amanda? Yes, so our current edition now is our November, December, winter edition. We've got a great gift guide in that issue right now. It's packed with all local businesses, and I really encourage people to get out there and support local right now. People are really struggling uh, to keep the doors open, restaurants, bars, and just the retail shops. 
So um, I would strongly encourage people to, to get online to our website, ediblerenotahoe.com, and look at our gift guide and go out and support. Or just go out to your favorite shop, your favorite restaurant, your favorite distiller or brewer, and make sure you're, you're, you're supporting them as much as you can because they really need your help. Um, and then our, we're working on our January-February edition now, which I mentioned is our drinks issue. And in that, we're working on kind of just a fun um, list of fun places that you can go for drink experiences. Mm -hmm. So like Zagol, she's our um, Ethiopian restaurant in town, and she does a coffee ceremony. And we're just talking about just fun different things that you can do um, around the region. Oh, yes, yes. Always like to try new recipes and new concoctions. I have to share with you, Amanda, I have a good friend named Chewy Gutierrez who owns a restaurant called Chewy's in Midtown, Reno. Are you familiar with that restaurant? Yes. Chewy is now making something called a honey margarita. He invented it in front of my very own eyes. <laughs> and it is so good, I encourage you to check that out and anybody listening to visit with Chewy and ask him for a honey margarita. And of course, it's all made with local honey. Oh, it is? Oh, it is. It yeah, is. all local honey. Yeah, it's been a, really fun to talk to you about your world, the <laughs> food world and the communications world. Amanda, it's really been a pleasure to visit with you. Your next edition is coming up. It's going to hit the streets on January 9th. Okay. So early January. Very good. And I understand there's going to be an advertisement there from the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. Yes, we're so excited to work with the Beekeepers Conference again this year. It's been really wonderful to let all of our readers know about this exciting conference coming up and get people involved with it. Very good. Well, we're looking forward to seeing the issue. Again, I thank you for all the great work you've done for us. And I hope that next time we have you on our radio show, you can join us in the studio. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh, you're very welcome. I want to uh, let you know that when you do come, there's a jar of honey waiting here for you. So maybe that will give you a little bit more motivation. Okay? Oh, yes, definitely. All right, Amanda. Thanks again, and we'll talk to you soon. Okay, thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye, Bye, everyone. We're going to continue our conversation with our beekeepers in studio and talk a little bit about real estate as well on Nevada Real Estate Radio after this. Why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own, or worse, using one of those $99-plus state fee sites? First, you actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. Second, unless you know what questions to ask, how do you know if the entity you choose will actually do everything you think it should, like protect your assets and significantly reduce your taxes? For over 20 years, Sage International Incorporated has helped thousands of business owners put a proper foundation under their dream. If you want to get started in the right business track, schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779 or visit sageintl.com. Hello, I'm Brian Cushing, Senior Loan Officer at Guild Mortgage. Join me and the rest of the Nevada Real Estate Radio team right here on 1180 AM Radio. I love talking about my specialty, the mortgage world, and how we help families in Northern Nevada accomplish their dreams of home ownership. Make sure you totally understand before you sign on the dotted line. Tune in to Nevada Real Estate Radio, Thursday, 3 p.m. on 1180 AM Radio. Nevada Real Estate Radio. Guild Mortgage Company is an equal housing lender. Company NMLS number 3274. NV Banker number 1076. NV Broker number 1141. Brian Cushing NMLS number 303045. Telephone number 775-453-0345. Located in 6990 South McCarran Boulevard, Suite 200. Reno, Nevada 89509. All loans subject to underwriter approval. Terms and conditions may apply. Subject to change without notice. I love Sherry Hill, and you will too after you listen to the Sherry Hill Radio Show. Sherry Hill is known as the wealth protection diva because she knows the world of business like no one else. Robert Kiyosaki, author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, recommended her book, Incorporate and Get Rich. And to this day, the phone keeps on ringing from people that want more success from their business. 
Tune in every Monday to the Sherry Hill Radio Show, 1130 a.m. right here on 1180 a.m. radio, The Sherry Hill Show, Mondays, 1130 a.m. We're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Good day to tune into our show today. When people talk to me about real estate, they typically have one first question. Where do I get the money? Where do I get the mortgage? How do I get financing to purchase my home or refinance? It's easy. I tell them about the best mortgage lender I know in Northern Nevada. Brian Cushing from the Guild Mortgage Cushing Team is the person I recommend. He's got a team that knows how to work those mortgages inside and out, make it smooth and easy instead of asking for all sorts of things from their clients like many lenders who don't have experience do. They ask for the right things, they ask for it once, and they get your mortgage processed and on the way so you can take advantage of the great opportunities in real estate and the great low interest rates that are prevalent today. Want to find more about buying a home with a mortgage from Guild Mortgage? Call Brian Cushing, 775-453-0345. Brian Cushing's NMLS license number is 303-045, and all of his contact information is on our website, nevadarealestateradio.com. In the studio, I have three guests, and we're talking about my favorite type of real estate, really tiny, small houses, beekeeping houses, beehives. With me in the studio, Debbie Gilmore. Drove all the way here from Yarrington, Nevada. All the way. Day. It blew me all the way here. Uh, I saw it. I yeah. saw that there was a lot of wind gusts today, <laughs> but hopefully the roads were good and it was uneventful for the most part, right? It was. Very nice. Thank you. Also with us today, we have Gary Evans and his daughter, Aspen Evans, are in the studio. You guys drove in from Dayton? From Dayton, Nevada. Yeah. Uh, how long have you lived in Dayton? We've been Dayton for 20 years and mm-hmm. absolutely love it. Yeah. It's a delightful little community. Yeah. I always feel like I can see it when I go to Virginia City. Isn't it right over there? You can. Yeah, I can't. So Is that what I'm looking at? It's not a mirage. Yeah, it's a you, real, yeah. We can see the V from our house. Uh-huh. So, yeah. It's nice. It's a really great community. You're close to the metropolitan area of Reno and Sparks and all the urban, but yet you get to live kind of like out in the country. Is that why you like it? Is it has we a little we more do like rural? it. Yeah? yeah. Yeah. We're two miles from the Carson River, mm-hmm. so... The bees are able to cruise down there. Yeah. Lots of open space, clean mm-hmm. air, yeah. clean water. So it's a real estate show. You own your own home in Dayton? I, I own my own home in Dayton. And you bought your home probably by the time you moved there, right? Eight, you know, I've got a, a couple homes. I ended up getting this home seven years ago, uh-huh. which was a fantastic time to buy a home. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so that's what I'm really getting at, getting at is that when you buy real estate, it is kind of scary. I bought real estate so many times. It's always been kind of scary. But for the most part, if you can hang on to it, things get pretty good, don't they? Yeah. So actually, when we got our home seven years ago, we were living in another home and things were depressed and decided to keep on to both homes. Yeah. So, yeah. And now the values on those homes, I'm sure, has gone has up gone dramatically. Up. Yeah. Most people have seen great appreciation in their values in the last five to ten years. It's really been amazing. And uh, it's lucky for us that are in Nevada, right, to yeah. be able to take advantage of those things. Debbie has been a big part of the world for you, the beekeeping world. Mm-hmm. And are there other beekeepers in your neighborhood, Gary? Do you yeah, ever that, there's a, a couple beekeepers that are uh, several blocks behind us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they also have children. Yep. And we're able to talk beekeeping stories with them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Beekeeping people are a little bit different, aren't they? They're not quite like the same people that you meet yeah. up with. Lots of do-it-yourselfers yep. and not, yep. not afraid to try new things. And yep. I see a lot of self-reliance when it mm-hmm. comes to beekeeping, too, because everybody's got their own ways of doing things. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the fun of it, isn't it, is we all get to do it our own way, but when it comes down to it, same basic kind of bee. Yep. Oh, look at that. It's nice that your daughter is involved, too. Gary, so let me ask Aspen a few things. Aspen, you're a student, 15 years old, and you yes. got a lot of friends. I'm sure they're asking about what you're doing all that time with those bugs. How do you explain your world of beekeeping to them? Um, it is kind of funny, some of the questions I get, but I like to explain to them, you know, how enjoyable it is to use the products, you know, um, the honey and the wax. You can use the wax to make so many different things. I make homemade chapstick because my mom doesn't like preservatives and other things that are in other chopsticks. You're doing something good for the world, aren't you? The bees make me happy. They make my neighbors happy. They make the plants happy. Yeah, I really do enjoy watching the bees do their thing. 
And, and uh, I like to watch my bees, not so much when they're near the hive, but when they're on the flowers. We have a lot of, or we just recently had a lot of um, rabbit brush. And when the bees get on that rabbit brush, they, they just move around like a pig in mud. You know, they're mm -hmm. just upside down, mm -hmm. sideways, just taking a bath and that stuff. Mm -hmm. Debbie, you That's see that. true. Yeah, yeah. Yep. it's a good uh, fall source for bees. Yeah, it's so much fun brush. to watch them. And they haul that stuff into the beehive. Most people that are not beekeepers, they never really look at a bee real closely. But, you know, it carries a couple of big bags with it everywhere it goes when it's it doing does. that pollinating work. It's like big yellow Samsonite luggage that it's got. Those are actually big hunks of pollen. They are. They are. That they take back. They to take feed to back. their babies. They yep. do. Mm -hmm. It's a protein source. Yeah. So the beehives that we learn about, Debbie and uh, your whole attend, all your attendees at the club, we learn so much more about bees than just the uses to get honey. Let our listeners know some of the other products that come out of that beehive, Debbie. Other products out of the beehive. It's kind of an amazing um, environment inside that beehive. Um, the honey, which is the nectar source from the plants. They also uh, secrete a product called royal jelly. Um, they used to use that, and I think they still do a lot in cosmetics. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to be anti-aging. Um, that is what they feed exclusively to the queen. Uh -huh. So um, another product is, of course, the beeswax, like Aspen uses in her lip balms. Mm -hmm. but you can use it in all kinds of cosmetics, lotions and soaps. Um, one of my favorite products is propolis. Oh, yeah. Um, the bees use it to sterilize the inside of their beehive. The, all the woodenware, the frames, the hive, it's all um, sterilized with propolis. But it has a lot of medicinal benefits for people as well. Um, so there's very, very little waste out of a beehive. I know there's just so much that you can get out of beehive. Uh, to use as products. One of the things that I'm using a little bit of now, Debbie, is bee pollen. pollen. And I absolutely love the bee pollen because of the flavor. I just love the taste of bee pollen. It's great on cottage cheese, a little bit of yogurt, on ice cream. It's so good on practically everything. Uh, I know that it's a food source for the bees, so we only take a little bit of it every year. But for our listeners that have never tried bee pollen, if you never have, I recommend it. It is, I love the honey, don't get me wrong, but I absolutely love the bee pollen. Start out small, just in case you have an allergic reaction uh -huh. to the plants that that pollen is collected from. It's very concentrated, so you want to start out really small to make sure that you don't have any allergic mm -hmm. reaction to it. Yeah. But it is awesome. Oh, yeah, and it looks kind of like granola. It's very soft mm -hmm. granola, mm -hmm. uh, but so it has a really delightful texture. But like so many of the things that come out of the beehives, uh, the list just seems many times to go on and on. At the last conference, Debbie, you had two great authors that spoke about their world of beekeeping. One of them wrote a book called Bee People and the... Bee People and the Bugs They Love. <laughs> there you go. And Frank Mortimer is the yes. author of that book. Yes. Frank is from New Jersey. He and yes. I spoke several times on the radio last year before the bee conference, and he came and he brought me a sample of New Jersey honey. Oh, yeah. It was really good. Frank's honey? Frank's honey, mm -hmm. yep. Mm -hmm. And that's what I love to do when I go around the country. Is I like to pick up a little honey and bring it back home. And you know, I have honey from all across the country. And yes. it is just so much fun to taste yes. the nuances and the differences. Yes. You also had another author that was there, and he wrote a book. And his was called... The Little Honey Book, Dr. Little, Fezenden. Yeah. And he talked about many of the health benefits of honey. He mentioned that if an individual has trouble sleeping at night because they can't turn their brain off, maybe try a little honey just before bed. Yes. A tablespoon of honey. I thought that was a great recommendation. It I works. Love, I love the taste. It works, yeah. yeah. Nothing like a spoonful of honey. Oh, it just makes, honey, it, it makes everything go down, time. right? That's right. Go down. That's right. But it was the people this last year were so fantastic. And I think that's one of the best things about the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. Debbie, I get to meet people from all over the world who are in the, in the uh, beekeeping focus. And yet, we have a lot of fun. It's not just right. worrying about problems with bees or how to process honey. It's really about having fun and having a good time. And that's why I encourage all of our listeners to visit the website, nevadastatebeekeepers.org. You're going to find all the details about the bee conference. And it's in beautiful Yarrington, Nevada, one of my favorite communities to visit. One of Debbie. mine, too. Yes. Yeah, you love it there. You I love do. it so much you live there. Yes, mm -hmm. I do. Always have. Yarrington 
is very cool because you get to go from, at least from Reno or from the Reno airport, you get to drive through the USA Parkway mm -hmm. and see where all those technology mm -hmm. buildings are and all that going on and get to the agricultural areas as you approach Yarrington. And it's just a very cool escape from the big city life. So again, Yarrington, Nevada is the place to be, Feb 26 Six and 27. And it's going to be uh, two days of fun and excitement, and you can learn everything you need to learn about beekeeping. This is going to be my fifth conference, and so as much as I think I know a lot about beekeeping, I learn something every time, Debbie. Oh, yeah. You can learn how to catch swarms, make mead, oh, uh, yep. all kinds of stuff. All kinds of fun stuff. I'm hoping to see all of our listeners there, and Gary and Aspen, I'm hoping I'm seeing you at the upcoming Mason Valley Beekeepers meeting. That's going to be in February, isn't it? February, yeah. First just Tuesday. First Tuesday of February, just before the Nevada State Beekeepers mm -hmm. Conference. And Debbie, before we wrap up our show, there is a Beginner's Beekeepers class. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, this is like our fifth or sixth year that we've done a beginning beekeepers workshop. It's one full day. Um, we teach everything um, from biology to equipment to protective wear, everything that they would need to do to get started. We take orders for packages of bees that day. Um, it's a great class, and it's going to be January 23rd in Yarrington. All right. We'll have that up on the website, too. And, Debbie, I'm hoping you come back to our radio show before too long because we got to keep, the, keep to. the word going out about yep. this great conference coming. So we will see you again soon. Thanks for being with us. Thank you. And, Gary. Thank and you. And, Aspen, thank you both for being here today. And, helping us promote the V Conference and telling us a little bit about your world. Thank you very much. Good to be here. This is Peter at Nevada Real Estate Radio, and we will be back after this. Hello, I'm Brian Cushing, Senior Loan Officer at Guild Mortgage. Join me and the rest of the Nevada Real Estate Radio team right here on 1180 AM Radio. I love talking about my specialty, the mortgage world, and how we help families in Northern Nevada accomplish their dreams of home ownership. Make sure you totally understand before you sign on the dotted line. Tune in to Nevada Real Estate Radio, Thursday, 3 p.m. on 1180 AM Radio. Nevada Real Estate Radio. Guild Mortgage Company is an equal housing lender. Company NMLS number 3274. NV Banker number 1076. NV Broker number 1141. Brian Cushing NMLS number 303045. Telephone number 775-453-0345. Located in 6990 South McCarran Boulevard, Suite 200. Reno, Nevada 89509. All loans subject to underwriter approval. Terms and conditions may apply. Subject to change without notice. Why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own, or worse, using one of those $99 plus state fee sites? First, you actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. Second, unless you know what questions to ask, how do you know if the entity you choose will actually do everything you think it should, like protect your assets and significantly reduce your taxes? For over 20 years, Sage International Incorporated has helped thousands of business owners put a proper foundation under their dream. If you want to get started in the right business track, schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779 or visit sageintl.com. It was not too long ago that I got a great phone call from a friend of mine, and he said, you got to talk to this fellow named Jeff Bryant. Jeff is the executive director of the Walker Basin Conservancy. Anything that has to do with outdoors, bees, plants, I'm interested. They're doing a great job at the T Walker Basin Conservancy. And what they're doing is they're, they're trying to plant new plants that are native to Nevada so we can reestablish the waterways and the wildlife all around Walker Lake and the Walker Lake Basin. A whole lot of fun you're going to hear about what Jeff Bryant is doing, and about the plant I sponsored, a Tory's salt bush. I heard that thing is even edible. So why am I talking about this? It's because on the next Sherry Hill radio show, you're going to hear all about it. Sherry's guest is Jeff Bryant, and that comes up on Monday, 11.30 a.m. on 1180 a.m. radio. I'm encouraging you to tune in and learn more about the Walker Basin Conservancy. With me in the studio right now, Debbie Gilmore. She is with the Mason Valley Beekeepers. 
And I am a Mason Valley Beekeeper member. Debbie, I've learned so much going to the meetings, meeting great people, having a ton of fun. Beekeeping is much more than working with honeybees. It's about working with people. It is, Peter. Um, you know, we have we have quite a few people in our club, but you know, they they come from all walks of life. They're old, they're young, they're families, they're single people. Um, it's just they just a thirst in it for knowledge and a passion for bees and yeah. and um, the environment that we live in. Oh, totally. And you know, I love the beekeeping world, Debbie, because I I know I send positive messages and positive feelings around the world just because my bees do that. When they pollinate a plant, they help it grow better, they help produce fruit, they help the people that have the plants enjoy more of their garden, more beautiful flowers, bigger flowers. I mean, there's so many good things that happen. I can tell you that since I've become a beekeeper, I have more wildlife in my yard. I have more birds, more songbirds. I have more little creatures that want to come around. I've seen these incredible dragonflies, mm -hmm. and I think they're called damselflies, too. Mm -hmm. A whole different look, but I think they're, they're just so marvelous. And I know it's because somehow the bees, they send out this message, this buzz, if you will, to the universe that it's a good place to be. Well, I think beekeepers, they also tend to love gardening, so they mm -hmm. start planting pollinator-friendly plants and, yeah. um, you know, to help their bees survive. And by doing that, that brings in the butterflies and the native insects, and all of a sudden you have this whole different ecology in your backyard, yeah. which is really fun. Yeah, it is a very, very neat thing to, uh, to be involved with. Uh, so beekeeping is uh, not a uh, part-time backyard hobby either. You don't just do it a few months of the year. Even in the wintertime, you have to keep an eye on bees. Here we are going into December pretty soon, Debbie, and we've already had one snowfall. Um, we learned at the Mason Valley Beekeepers about winterizing our beehives. Mm -hmm. So by now, that's all done. The bees are kind of ready to get into that winter mode, and they actually hibernate, don't they? They do. They they form clusters inside the beehive because they have to keep their eggs and their larvae and their pupa, even though it's a small amount, they have to keep that about 94, 95 degrees. So they cluster around that queen and around mm -hmm. um, that brood that it's called. So, But yeah, they just keep going. Yeah, they're uh, already planning for the spring. And one of the things that I know they're planning on how they're going to make more babies and how they're going to make more honey and we as beekeepers are planning on how we're going to take care of our honeybees and get them in a position so that they're healthy, so that they can do all the great things in nature that they do. When we go to the beekeeping conference, we learn about those things, but as I mentioned in the last segment, we have a lot of fun. Two of the things that you're having at this year's Nevada State Beekeepers Conference are what I want to talk about now. The first one is the Honey Tasting Contest. It says one entry per person, one entry per apiary. It should be in a four ounce jar, and there's a small entry fee to, to enter of $5, but the voting's gonna take place at the conference, and it's gonna be judged by the conference attendees. Is that right? That is correct. So that's always one of the fun things about going to the conference is you get to taste all these different honeys, and it's amazing. There's a big difference from big one apiary difference. to another. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, what is it that makes those different tastes, Debbie? Is it just the flowers, or could it be other factors? There's many factors that go, come into play in the, the, the color, the texture. You have, um, they get the nectar from the flowers. Mm -hmm. The flowers um, are different in the spring than they are in the fall. Mm -hmm. um, the honey in the spring tends to be a lighter color and a little bit less viscous. The later in the year you get, it becomes darker and it becomes thicker. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, there's, um, Drought conditions have a huge impact on it. There's a lot of different scenarios. And you can have different flavors from one frame to another frame inside the same beehive. Yeah. It depends on the source that they're going to at that particular point in time. Yes, we did our uh, hive inspection a couple of months ago, and it was really fascinating. We had three active beehives with full colonies. And they, they, they all looked healthy, but they looked different. I mean, there were different colors involved. And you know, I could just imagine that maybe part of the bees were going to the west and the other bees were going north. And, and they're you know, <laughs> trying to just not, not interfere with each other. But 
they do pick up different things and you know you never really know what's going on in that beehive whether that queen is telling the bees i want some of this pollen today and then tomorrow i want this pollen you're not sure how they do that but they've got something going there well this is a term for you peter it's mm. called flower fidelity and the bees honeybees have flower fidelity so they will find one source uh -huh. and they will totally consume that one source before they will move on to another really? source so that's how you can get different varieties of honey uh -huh. um, like we have we extract our lavender honey we have 600 lavender plants but we know that when those plants start flowering that those bees are going to be going to primarily those plants mm -hmm. and taking that nectar back to the beehive it, it is a matter of efficiency is it not mm -hmm. those if whatever plants are closest if they're good plants and the bees like those plants those are obviously the ones they're going to right. work on they like purple yep they like the color purple, so you give mm -hmm. them a color, and then they go. So you really can have some control of the flavors of the honey as long as you have enough of those nectar sources and pollen sources. Right. So when you plant for bees, honey bees, you want to plant quite a few of the same type of variety mm -hmm. um, so that they can consume all of that variety before they move on. Got it. That's a good point. And you, like you said, you've got 600 lavender plants, and I've sampled your honey, Debbie, from Hall's Honey. It is fantastic. I can Thank actually <laughs> taste it and feel that scent of the lavender. Uh, it's just a delightful, delightful combination. Did you come up with that yourself, or is, how did you decide lavender was the way you wanted to go? Well, you know, we had a huge um, patch of grass, lawn grass, and we decided that is like a desert to honeybees. So mm -hmm. what can we plant there that is water efficient, um, low water needs, um, and a good honey producing plant? Mm -hmm. Well, I found out that lavender produces more nectar the drier it is. And I thought, this is like ideal, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, that's when we took out our, our lawn and we put in lavender and then we've extended our lavender. Mm -hmm. So Ah, it's beautiful. Yeah. I've seen it, and it smells so good. <laughs> it does. At the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, which is taking place Feb 26 and 27 in Yarrington, Nevada, you're going to have a bee photo contest. Debbie, this is the first time I believe you've done a bee photo contest, and I'm really excited because I've got so many great bee photos, and I've seen some fantastic bee photos, and I think this is going to be one of the most popular elements of this year's conference. Beekeepers love to take photos of their bees, but they also like to take photos of their family members or mm -hmm. each other taking, um, you know, looking into their hive or extracting their honey yeah. or all of the other things. So oh, yeah. it will be fun. Oh yeah, photos of honeybees, beekeeping, honeybees and people. And you're also looking for photos of honeybee swarms. And Ooh, that's I've fun. got one that's of those. Fun. Yeah, <laughs> the swarm. You know, when you see those photos, you remember what it felt like when you were surrounded by those bees. Debbie, it's all good time. I love talking about honeybees, and I love talking I to you, too. Thank you. And the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference coming up Feb 26, 27 in beautiful Yarrington, Nevada. Debbie, let our listeners know, how do they register? Oh, you can go to nevadastatebeekeepers.org. All of the information is there to register. A list of our speakers and our contests that we have. So nevadastatebeekeepers.org. Great place to visit, and I'm looking forward to seeing our radio listeners and some friends there, too. Debbie, thanks for being on our radio show thanks today. Thanks for having me, Peter. And I'd like to thank our listeners for tuning in as well. We will be back after this. Why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own, or worse, using one of those $99-plus state fee sites? First, you actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. Second, unless you know what questions to ask, how do you know if the entity you choose will actually do everything you think it should, like protect your assets and significantly reduce your taxes? For over 20 years, Sage International Incorporated has helped thousands of business owners put a proper foundation under their dream. If you want to get started in the right business track, schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779 or visit sageintl.com. 
Natakwa. Natakwa News, the original, entertaining, informative, and historic publication. Natakwa News is a community newspaper with good news, history, travel, and fun. Natakwa News is delivered to the north slopes of the Sierra Nevada throughout Nevada and California. It's a delightful experience of yesteryear. The articles are outstanding, and the illustrations bring the stories to life. Fun for all ages. Natakwa News. Pick up your copy today. Natakwa. I'm glad you're tuned in to our radio show today, helping people make great decisions when it comes time to buy or sell real estate. Many people that I talk to tell me that they really don't think they're in a position where they can buy real estate because they either don't have enough income for down payment, maybe they have bad credit, Maybe their income is so low they can barely afford to pay their bills and so forth and so forth, right? We hear all those stories when we ask people why they're renting instead of buying a home. I think it really all comes down to one major thing, and that's this, debt. How much debt is in your life? Because like a bad influence in your life, debt too can influence your life in bad ways. It can make you think about things differently because you have learned to have debt, to tolerate debt in your life, and now this is the kind of person that you are, a person that allows themselves to be indebted always to others can not have as much control over their life as a person that doesn't have debt hanging over them. So on this segment today, we're going to be talking about how to be debt-free in as little as one year, depending on your individual circumstance. And I'm going to tell you this for two very good reasons. One, I've used this system and it has worked for me. Two, I learned this system a number of years ago when I got into the mortgage world and my mortgage mentor, God rest his soul, Ben Barker, my mentor, passed away in 2014, and I miss him today. Ben Barker was one of the smartest mortgage lenders I've ever met, not only because he was a great mortgage lender, that's what he did for a living. Ben Barker was a great instructor, and he was a great motivator and leader. He was like a Klingon, if you know what I'm talking about, with Star Trek. He was one of those people that he got in your face and he told you exactly what he thought. I loved Ben Barker. Let me tell you what I learned from him about being debt-free. So the main thing is this. Debt is really killing Americans' ability to purchase a home. The average American has saved very little of their income. Uh, the most recent stats are anywhere from 0.05 to 1% of their income, and you know we actually see that most people you know, are spending their way into trouble. The bottom line is that you cannot build your own value, your own wealth, if you owe other people money. Ben Barker used to put together a great class on being debt-free in a year, and my notes from him are what I live by. Let's look at the key stats. The average American has over $15,000 in unsecured debt. $15,000 of unsecured debt, that's not very high by today's standards, but that is a lot of money regardless. Our grandparents didn't even have credit cards, and they did pretty good without them. I remember my mom sending me to the store to get some groceries, and my mom would tell me to sign for it, and I would just sign for it. And she knew the store owner. The store owner know me, knew me, my family, her. He knew that my dad got paid about once a month and that my mom would come in and pay the debt, and she did that. You see, she was using debt, that kind of debt, that kind of credit in a good way. She was maintaining cash flow at home so that when my dad got paid, that's when she paid the bills and then she could live without having to spend any more money until the next time she'd pay the bills. Now, there's good debt and there's bad debt. And bad debt is any debt that you use to buy non-assets. Okay, when you look at it, if you go into debt to buy a toy, that's bad debt. If you go into, a, into debt to have some fun, take a vacation, go to an amusement park, that's bad debt. You know, it's hard to get rich when you're constantly pulling money out of your pocket and spending it like, you know. fact is, when you're spending, 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 you don't think about paying any money to yourself. 
I mean, who is the most important life that you think about in your world? It should be your own. If you don't take care of yourself, you cannot take care of other people, whether we are talking from a physical standpoint or a financial standpoint, you have got to get yourself out of debt. Psychologically, it makes you feel better. And being out of debt, how much stress do you think that would take out of your life? You know, some families actually go as far as divorce because of debt. Either they both got into it, one got in it, they're fighting about it, whatever the reason, but debt is a uh, saber. It's trouble in a relationship. You know, when you have a lot of debt and you interact with different people, you'd be surprised. So you can set an example for your kids, your friends, your family members by being one of those persons that's a leader in society, working yourself out of debt, staying out of debt. You know, when you're out of debt, you actually even feel better. I know that because with less stress, you're happier, you smile better, you use better muscles, you maybe exercise, go for walks, have fun. It's hard to do that when you're constantly thinking about how you're going to pay your debts and what this next debt that you're going to take on. Your life will be so much simpler without a whole bunch of debt. But how do you get out of debt? I'm going to tell you. You're listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio. My name is Peter Padilla, and I learned how to get out of debt, how to be debt-free in a year, from my mentor, Ben Barker. And here's how you do it. In your first step, what you do is you have, to, you have to add up all of your debts. Put them on a piece of paper. Put them on a spreadsheet. Put them on one line. List up your debts. First of all, your credit cards. If you have two, three, four, five, it doesn't matter. Put each one in there separately so you can add the total for each credit card. Then if you've got payments, personal loans, student loans, car payments. Who doesn't have a car payment, it seems like, right? Put that in there because that's one of your debts. You're paying that every month. Anything that you're paying on a regular basis that you have to pay, that you have to pay. That's the important thing that you have to pay. I'm not talking about tickets to the movies. I'm not talking about trips to Tahoe. I'm not talking about football tickets to next year's whatever game, whatever sport, whatever thing. I'm talking about things that you absolutely, these are the necessities. Put them down there in your monthly payments. Now, you look at all your debts and you see all those credit cards, here's the first thing you got to do. It's the hardest part of this whole process. You cut up all your cards except for one of them. Do not close those accounts because those accounts are going to work in your favor. They're going to work in your favor. You're not going to close those accounts. You're going to tear up the cards so you don't add any more debt to those balances. The next thing you're going to do is if you own your home, you're going to get a second mortgage or a new first mortgage to consolidate all of that debt that you have up there. That sounds crazy, doesn't it? I mean, why do I want to refine my house just because I got some credit card debt? Listen, if it's a major debt that you can't handle, you need to know every single option you have. And I think this is a great option for the right people. A first mortgage or a second mortgage is going to do this. First of all, remember, you're only going to do it once. The idea is you only do this once in your life. This is a part of getting out of a big hole. You need a certain kind of shovel, and this is a great shovel. The second mortgage or a new first mortgage. It makes sense because you can bring down your average interest rate down from whatever you're paying right now, which I guarantee you is somewhere in the neighborhood of 16 to 26% on that credit card, you can bring it down to today's new low interest mortgage rates. I mean, we're talking about two point something, three point something, maybe 4%. That's a huge, huge difference in the amount of money you'll have to pay monthly to get that credit card paid off. Your effective interest rate on your mortgage really goes from whatever the note is, it goes down even that lower than that. And you know why? Because home loan interest is tax deductible from your ordinary earned income. At least that's the case in my personal tax world. Everybody's is different, and I encourage you to talk to your own tax professional. Remember, I am not a tax professional or a CPA. Please talk to them about your tax implications before you apply or sign documents on a mortgage. Now, if you can't do a refi, you don't own a home, you can't get a first mortgage, what do you do? You can consolidate all your debts into one or two credit cards. And, and then see if you can negotiate a lower rate on either one of these cards. And I guarantee you, your chances are pretty good that you can. Sometimes you just have to ask for things in this world, you know? Like ask to reduce your debt. This is a great way. It's a great way to help you reduce your debt. Remind those people when you're talking to them, asking about reducing your interest on your credit cards. You're trying to reduce your debt. You're trying to 
get out of debt, and we need their help to do that. Ask your credit company. Ask them if you'll make a deal. Ask them, what can I do? What can we do to lower my interest rate? After you go through that process, whether you can or you can't, the idea is to make sure you're making the minimum payments on all the credit cards except for one of them, just the minimum payment. Then take any leftover money and use it to pay off one credit card at a time. As you pay off each credit card, you'll have little celebrations, little chances to have fun. And this will encourage you to keep going. I remember when I paid off that first credit card, I thought, wow, if I can do that, I can pay off the other two. It's an amazing process. And then you go with the next system, which is when you buy things, make sure you're paying the least amount that you need to. And make sure you know what you're buying. In fact, go with an all-cash system. I know everybody uses credit cards, but here's what I'm saying. In your mind, this is cash. And if you can do it, go to cash. I use a lot of cash. I love cash. It's fun. It's different. But write down what you spend for groceries, clothes, eating out, fun money, and say, what's your budget? Make sure the amounts are reasonable and that that's where you're going to stay on every single month. And if you've got car payments, remember this, they can be a killer. The idea is you've got to find a way to get your payments down, and car payments is one of the biggest payments most people have. If you have car payments now, see if you can not have one. Sell your car, then pay a cash amount for a you know, less expensive car. If you already have negative equity in your car, pay it off. And when you pay it off and you're going to buy another one, don't go getting in debt again. Pay cash for your used car, something you can afford, and let somebody else take that huge depreciation. That alone is going to help you get out of debt maybe in as soon as one year. If you want to learn more, I encourage you to call me at Nevada Real Estate Radio, and I can point you in some great directions. Have questions for our professional staff at Sage International. Call me at 775-786-5515 and tell me that you want to be debt-free in one year. You have been listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. We value your listenership and appreciate your feedback. Want to talk with Peter? Send an email to Peter at NevadaRealEstateRadio.com. Why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own? You actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. How do you know if the entity you choose will actually do everything you think it should, like protect your assets and significantly reduce your taxes? For over 20 years, Sage International Incorporated has helped thousands of business owners put a proper foundation under their dream. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779 or visit sageintl.com.